Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. M. A. I. N. M. E. N. U. Main Menu. Main Menu. Main Menu. Hey everybody, and welcome to Main Menu for the 8th of November, 2019. I am your co-host, Jason Castingway. It's a tight fit in this episode, so I'm going to make this brief. We hear from another in Microsoft's Accessibility Webinar series, and this is all about accessibility features coming to Outlook, keyboard shortcuts, and more. I'll let the panel introduce themselves. Enjoy the show. Hi everyone, good afternoon. Welcome to our October 2019 Accessibility Learning Webinar. My name is Erica Zelmanowitz. I'm the Accessibility Training Program Manager at Microsoft. Hi, uh, my name is Chitra, and I work in the CELA Accessibility Team. We will be your moderators for the today's session. Um, our mission here at Microsoft is to empower everyone and every organization to achieve more. So we want to make sure that we share the knowledge about our products or services to everyone. Um, we've had customers reaching out to us and asking us about um, what are the new products and services that you have? What are the accessibility features you have? So we started this webinar series to help you uh, gain the knowledge, which will hopefully be helpful for you. Um, so we're going to uh, get started off. But before that, Erica, can you tell us what we're going to cover today? Sure. So today's webinar will be an hour long. And at the end, we'll have 15 minutes for Q&A. So today, we have Chris and Fernanda from the Outlook team to show us how to use some of the popular features in Outlook for Windows. So as Erica mentioned, when this, as soon as the speaker finishes, we will have some time for Q&A towards the end. Uh, we'll respond to us as much as possible. Um, so email all, the, all your questions at accwebinars at microsoft.com. It's accwebinars with, with the S at the end at microsoft.com. You can also feed us your questions on Twitter using hashtag accessibilitywebinar. Um, it's hashtag accessibility webinar. Um, so with that said, we, we will kick it over to Chris and Fernanda. Hi, I'm Fernanda Richnack, a program manager on the Outlook for Windows team. And I'm Chris Walker. I'm a software engineer on Outlook for Windows, and I own accessibility. That means it's my responsibility to make sure that Outlook is an accessible product for you. Today, we're going to talk about a couple of different things. We're going to talk about how Outlook is an accessible tool for you, and how we can also make accessible content. So when you use Outlook, you want everybody to be able to consume the content that you send out, and we've made it so you can do that. So some of the first things we'll talk about and how we have an accessible Outlook. We'll talk about the basic structure of Outlook. We're going to talk about how to navigate around it. Uh, we'll talk about the new simplified ribbon. And we'll have some tips and tricks that we'll share, as well as talking about dictation and read aloud. So the first thing, let's talk about the main Outlook window as we talk about just how Outlook's put together. What's, it, what's the structure? The main window for Outlook is called the Explorer. And if you're able to see my screen right now, then you'll see this is, this is the experience that we're used to when we come into Outlook in the first place. And if you can't see my screen, that's OK. I'm going to describe everything and hit my hand on the table a couple times. So, the main window, the Explorer window, has got four regions in the default setting. We have the ribbon up at the top, and, then under, and that spreads all the way across the whole window. And then underneath that, on the left side, we have the folder pane, which you can use for navigating around and getting to different accounts and folders within those accounts. And next to that is the message list, where you see whatever's inside of a folder. And next to that, we have the reading pane. For a lot of folks who use screen, write, screen readers, the reading pane gets turned off because it makes your performance a little faster with your screen reader. So if there's a time that I mention going to the, to the reading pane a little later and you don't have that, we'll talk about how to get there or how to get into your message body. So a couple other things that come up inside the, the Explorer window are our to-do bar. And the to-do bar is an optional view that you can turn on that contains your calendar, your tasks, people, and notes. And it's quick access into that without having to change modules. 
So going over to, say, the calendar module or the people module or the tasks module, that's a pretty big context switch. So if you don't, want to need, if you don't need to do that, then it can make life a little easier. So let's go into the reading pane. Or if you press Enter on a message, if you're in the message list, we'll open up a window that is just for that message. We call that window an, an inspector. And the inspector's structure is similar to the explorer's. So it's similar to that main outlook window in that we've got the ribbon across the top. And we have some regions below that. And the rest of this, the reading pane and the inspector, they're the same. So we have immediately below the ribbon, we have the message header. And the message header contains information like the subject, who sent you the message, who the recipients were, and then it has the message body underneath it. And it also has attachments and location if you've got, uh, if you're doing a meeting or an appointment. So below the message header is the message body. And some actions and experiences will cause a task pane region to open off to the side of the message body. So for example, if I press F1, to open up the in-app help experience, I'll get this task pane that shows up off to the side. And I can navigate over to that as well. And the accessibility checker is another thing that opens up in a task pane. And we're going to talk about these as we go through. So if, if you're hearing this and you're going, whoa, I'm not keeping up, that's OK. This is, this is a quick overview so that when we run into these things a little later, it's a little more familiar. Particularly if I use a word like explorer or inspector. You know the explorer is our main outlook window. And the inspector is the message window that's just for a single message. So as a keyboard user, we can use F6 to get between different regions in the window. So when we're talking about the main Outlook window in the Explorer window, we use F6 to get from the ribbon into the folder pane and into the message list and into the reading pane. And then we'll find other things. Oh, there's a status bar at the bottom, too. I didn't talk about that region, but it's there. Um, we don't spend as much time in that one. But one of the things with F6 is I press F6 to get around the screen. I'm going to turn on narrator, and we'll do this right now. So I've pressed Control, Windows, Enter. Special response notifications, PR, ECS rolled OK, we'll stop narrator. Um, so I'm going to press F6 just to move around through the regions. Scan, exit table, enter table, 2 by 3, column header, row 1 of 2 column. OK, so the message that I have has a table in it. Um, we're going to go ahead. That put us into the message body for the email that I just received. We're going to go ahead and press F6. Status bar. Exit table. Zoom out. Button. Scan off. Great. So that put us into the status bar. Ribbon tabs. Home tab item. Great. It put us in the ribbon. The next time I pressed F6, I'll press F6 again. Navigation bar. Mail. Button. Mail. Great. And this brings us to the module switcher. This is part of our folder pane. It lets us switch in between, say, mail, and then I'll press right arrow. Calendar. Button. Calendar. People. Button. People. So this is a way that I can get around. But it's a little easier. If I need to switch between modules, say I need to get over to the calendar, I prefer pressing Control 2 and then pressing Control 3 if I want to get over to people. And I can press Control 1 to get back to mail. So I'm going to press F6 again. Mail folders, inbox, 57 unread messages. Great. And so that brought me to the folder pane. It tells me a little bit about the folder that I'm selected on. And I can navigate up and down through that with my arrow keys. Press F6 one more time. It should bring us back to the message list. Azure DevOps notifications. And it didn't. It starts telling you about the message that I have selected right now. Inside of any, re so we use F6 to navigate through the different regions in the window, and it's a loop. So wherever you start pressing F6, if you keep pressing F6, you'll get back there. If you find that you've gone past the thing that you wanted, you go, wait a minute, I want to go back one. You can press Shift F6 to back up one. Inside of a region, there, might, there are different controls that you're going to want to interact with. So to get between those controls, you can use the tab key. So I'm going to do that here in the message list right now. Let's say I want to filter to my unread items. NUI document window, exit table, show all emails, button on, all. Right, so show all emails, and let's go over to unread. Show unread emails, button on. And I just press right arrow to get to that. And I'm going to press Enter now to turn on the unread view. Unread, Azure demo. Great. And now I'm going to go back and sort, show unready, show all email. to all email again. I used Shift-Tab to get back to the unread. And then I pressed left arrow to get back over to all. And I pressed Enter to switch us back to the all mail view. So 
I mentioned that I used Shift Tab because I can go forward with Tab and I can go backwards with Shift Tab. And it's a loop as well, just like the F6 loop is. Now there's one spot that we break this rule and it's anywhere that we have a message body. Anywhere we have content that you can type in free. So whether this is the message body, whether we're talking about a task, whether we're talking about a meeting request, um, when you go to type in information there, when you press tab to get through the message header and you get down to the message body, tab, once you get into the message body, it's just going to enter a tab character for you. It'll scoot things in and help align things around the way that you'd like to as if you were in Word. Um, so because of that, when you press tab in the message body, it's not going to take you to the next control. So you'll just shift tab to get back out of that up into the message header. One of the other controls that people like to use to get between regions, and I neglected to mention this earlier, is control tab. When we use control tab, it omits the ribbon from the loop. So F6 and control tab are very similar to each other, just with we're omitting the ribbon from the loop. And talking about the ribbon, right now I have, if, you've, if you can see my screen, you can see that the ribbon on my Outlook is a little different from what we've had in past years. I'm going to go ahead and put us back on what the old ribbon was. I'm going to get up to the ribbon. I can use F6 to get there, but I like to get there in one keystroke, so I'm just going to press Alt. Ribbon tabs, exit table, home tab item, two of. Great, and so it brought me up to the ribbon, and I'm going to actually turn on. Customize the, the ribbon. I'm going to turn on the classic ribbon Cla right use now. Use classic ribbon, menu item. Great, so this is the ribbon that we're used to seeing or working with. I'm going to just press Alt to get back up to the ribbon. Ribbon tabs, home tab item, two of six. Great, now that we're in the home tab, I'm going to press down arrow to get into the items in that ribbon. New, new email button, create a new item. Oh. And I'm going to just navigate across it a little bit, and we'll, we'll talk about something that we run into here. New items, menu item, delete, clean up, menu item, collapsed, menu key alt, H, C. Great, so this delete button, when I'm listening in a screen reader, it doesn't tell me anything about the other buttons that are above it and below it. Our old ribbon, the classic ribbon, has got a lot of buttons in a small space. And if that's what you love, then good news is we're not changing that out from under you. If you find that when you're going through this ribbon, if you, especially if you're using a screen reader and you don't know, hey, there's actually three rows of buttons right here, it can be kind of frustrating when you're looking for a particular control. So what we've done is we've made a simplified ribbon. And the simplified ribbon doesn't get rid of any of the things that you want. Instead, it takes the things that we found that our users want most, the things that you click on most, are the things that show up in our new ribbon earliest. And if there's something that doesn't get as much use, it won't be, on, it won't be right up front on the ribbon. So let's take a look at what that's like with the new simplified ribbon and how we get there. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to press Alt to get us back up to the ribbon. So let's do that now. Ribbon tabs, exit table. Okay, great. So I'm back up at the ribbon, and I'm going to press Shift F10, which is how I open a context menu with the keyboard. Customize the ribbon, menu item, menu key R, context menu, menu. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to arrow down to use simplified ribbon. Collapse, use simplified ribbon, menu item. Great. And now I pressed Enter, and I've got the simplified ribbon. Let's take a look at what this is like. I have one row of buttons. I don't have three rows anymore, so I don't have to worry that as I'm arrowing across, that I'm not getting, or that I'm missing some button that was above or below the other buttons that I was looking for. So let's take a look. Ribbon tabs, home tab. Okay, so I pressed Alt to get back up there. New, new email, split button. And if on the old ribbon you were accustomed to using control arrow to get between different sets of controls in the ribbon, you can still do that here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and move and delete, delete, split button. Do that right now. Just arrow along Archive, the row. Button, move this item. Now, a lot of people like to archive mail when they're done with it. Or to say, you know what, I really don't want to delete it. I need to keep a hold of it for later. I'm not that guy. For me, if it's unread, I'm done with it. And if there's something I'm going to have to do later on that, that's a bit more work, then I'll flag it and I'll come back to it. That's, that's how I like to work. Now, some people really prefer archiving. As I said, not that guy. So. I don't actually want this taking up space in my ribbon. 
As I said earlier, the old ribbon, the classic ribbon, had a lot of controls densely packed in there. And if that's what you needed, that's fantastic. I like the simplified ribbon because it makes it easier for me to find what I'm looking for at a glance. And if I need to search through using a screen reader, it's easier to find what I'm looking for. So I'm going to actually take out the archive button because I don't want it there. I don't use it. So it's not worth giving it the real estate. Add to quick access toolbar. Menu. So I pressed Shift F10 to open my context menu. And I'm just going to scroll down. Pin to ribbon. Menu item. Check. Menu key P. So right now, it's pinned to my ribbon. Remove from ribbon. Menu item. Unchecked. Menu key R. So I can either press pin to ribbon right now because it's checked, or I can press right underneath it. I can select remove from ribbon. And I'm going to select remove from ribbon just to make sure it's gone. So I'm going to do that now. Great. I've done that. And now it's off my ribbon. It's not taking up space there anymore. But what if I need to get something back? Let's say that I was going to reply to the meeting that I have on my screen right now. I'm just going to press Control-R for the selected item in my message list. R. There we Document. are. OK. It opened up a reply message in the reading pane for me. And I have keyboard focuses in the message body right now. What I'd like to be able to do is to pin another feature that we're going to come back to a little later called Dictate. Compose tools, message tab item, six. So I want to put that in my ribbon. So I've gone up. I'm pressing Alt to go up to my message tab in the, in the ribbon. And I'm going to press down. Clipboard, paste. So I get into the list of items in that ribbon. Now I can go along this, but I'm going to do the short version. And we're going to go left instead to get to the end, because I can see that I don't have Dictate in the items in my ribbon. And if I want it to be there, I can still pull it out. Lower ribbon, message, more commands, collapsed, menu key alt, E2. OK, so I pressed the left arrow twice from the beginning of the message ribbon, and it's taken me to the more commands button. I'm going to press that now. Names, address book, menu item. So this contains any items that either I've removed from the ribbon or any items that there just wasn't enough space on the ribbon because I've only got so big of a screen, right? If I had a screen that was maybe five feet wide, I could get everything that we have in the ribbon because there's a lot of rich controls. That's not what we've got, though. We've got a ribbon. We've got a reasonable size screen. So let's go down through the more commands, and I'm going to pick dictate. Lower shove the bottom menu item on voice dictate. Great. So on dictate, I'm going to open up my context menu by pressing Shift F10. Add to quick access toolbar menu item. Menu. And if I were using a mouse, I could right click, and I'm going to go pin to ribbon menu item. Up. Press pin to ribbon. Document 15 re easy. Great. Now that I've pressed pin to ribbon, I have dictate up in the ribbon where I can get to it a little later. And that'll, that'll make life a little easier. So the simplified ribbon makes it easier to see the different commands that you use most. The things that you use most show up on the left. And as you get further to the right, then those are the things you probably don't use as much. And if there's something that you want out, you can remove it from the ribbon. And it just goes into the more commands overflow. And if, they, if you need a command out of that overflow menu, the more commands menu, you can go into it and you can pin it to the ribbon, just like I did with the dictate. So if you ever accidentally remove something from your ribbon, it's not gone forever. So let's talk about a couple things that make life a little easier. I mentioned using Alt to get up to the ribbon instead of using F6, because we can navigate all the way around. And we'll go back to the right spot once we get to the ribbon and we pick a command. But I like using Alt to get there because it's faster. Another thing that's easy to do is pressing Alt-Q. If I use Alt-Q, I can use a feature called Tell Me. And you may have seen this elsewhere in Office already. With Tell Me, I can find a command that I'm looking for. So I'm going to press Escape to close the message that I'm currently drafting. EDI, the Office bot, easy. And it put focus back in the message list for me. Now, let's say I wanted to archive this without going and finding the button in the ribbon. I could go, I'm going to press Alt-Q. Q, ribbon, exit table, Microsoft Search, edit box, search. OK, and it, you hear that I'm in search, right? This is new. If you're elsewhere in Office, you may hear tell me instead when you press Alt-Q. This is an Insider's Fast build. I neglected to mention that. When you're looking, I'm, I'm on Insider's Fast. And you can get on Insider's Fast too. If you go to, I'm forgetting the website right now. 
is Microsoft.com, and you can look for the Insiders program there, or you can look for it at the end of this presentation. We'll have a link for you. So I'm going to type in archive right now. R-I-V-E. And at the bottom of my suggestions is the list of actions that we got from Tell Me. From, 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 from actions, move to archive folder, menu item. And there's my move to archive folder item. So if I, if I wanted to find it without going and digging through the ribbon, this is a lot like in Windows when I just press the Windows key and start typing the thing that I want to, the program that I want to start. This is very much like that, just in Outlook. So I press Alt-Q, I type in the button that I wanted to do, and it'll find that command for me. And I can press Enter here if I want to archive. But as I said, I'm not an archiving guy. So I'm going to press Escape and come out of that. So one of the fun things that we run into here as well is this is our search experience, right? I can press Control-E or F3 like I've always done to get to search. For people who are used to just tabbing from the message list until you get to the search control, it's a little different now. But I think you're going to find that you like the changes that are coming here. If I come in to search and I start typing what I'm looking for, previously I used to have to press tab a whole bunch of times to get to what I was looking for. And depending on where I was, I might have to press F6 a few times. Now Outlook just works the way you want it to. You press Control E, type e. what you're looking for. So space, type to search and use the I'm going to look for an email about kittens. OK, so kittens. We've gotten an email about kittens, and it just came up. It immediately brought me right down to the results. You heard that it read the results for me, even when I didn't want that particular result coming up for you. So, And we have kittens today in our building. It's fantastic. It's making everyone smile. So use Control-E or F3 to get to search, and we'll take you to your results now immediately the way that you expect it to work. So we mentioned Dictate earlier. Dictate is one of the features that really shines in Outlook. It's nice to be able to just speak and have Outlook type in the content that you would be able to say, the things that you'd want to be able to type. So let me go ahead, and I'm going to come out of search by pressing Escape. Mail folders, inbox. And I'm going to start a new mail, just pressing Control-N. Untitled, message, H. Great. From here, I'm going to just tab down to the message body. CC, edit. Subject, edit. Document for, untitled, message. Great. So now I'm in the message body. And I'd like to dictate a message. So let's do that right now. I'm, since I pinned that earlier to my ribbon, it's there. Ribbon tabs, message tab item, two of eight, selected, alt, H. So I'm going to pre I pressed alt. Now I'm up in the message tab. And I can see that dictate is at the end. So I'm going to come down Flip. into the ribbon. And I'm going to press left until I get over to dictate. Switch ribbons, but lower ribbon, met voice, dictate, split button, collapsed, powered by Microsoft. Great. So dictate is a fantastic feature. Today we have six languages and a few different dialects of those languages that we know how to handle. Dictate. So you can speak in those languages. You can speak in Chinese or English, French, German, Italian, or Spanish. And we've got three other languages that you can preview and some dialects in, of English and French as well. So check this out. I'm going to go ahead and leave it in English, because that's the language I speak best. And we'll turn it on. Document for untitled message editing. Ribbon you know, tabs. Document for untitled message back up editing. There. there we are. There. Misspelled there. Exiting narrator. All right, so I've turned off Narrator because if I were going to use a screen reader at the same time as Dictate, I'd want to have my headphones in so that my computer's microphone didn't pick it up. If you look at the beginning of this message, you'll see where that didn't go quite right, and I, it picked up the dictation I was saying. Stop dictating. Stop dictation. I'm using the wrong words, so I'll have to find that one later. But I can go back up to my ribbon and get it to stop dictation. So I'm going to press Alt. Oh, I need to turn my screen. I'm, I'm going to leave the screen reader off until I've got this turned off. There we are. And we have that noise that tells us dictation is turned off. And let's go ahead and turn narrator back on. Untitled message HTML. 
So a couple reasons that dictation is nice. Dictation is nice because I can speak a lot more quickly than I can type, and because when I speak, I think differently from when I'm sitting and typing slowly. And honestly, what I write comes out a lot more naturally when I'm speaking. So if I want to have content that comes across flowing more easily, this might be a good option. Now that I've dictated content to my computer and it has written it in the message body of my Outlook message, it would be great if I could have Outlook read back to me what I just said. Now, if you're a screen reader user, this is really easy. You can just use your screen reader, right? Well, if you're not a screen reader user, we have another feature for you called Read Aloud. So I'm going to go in Outlook. I'm going to go up to our ribbon again. Ribbon tabs, message tab item, two of eight, selected. And I'm going to go over to the Review tab by pressing the arrow keys over. Insert tab item, draw tab item, options tab item, format text tab item, review tab item. Great. So in the Review tab, I'll press down, and we'll go find Read Aloud in there. Now, Proving. I want to do, I, I recognize that my cursor is in the middle of my message body. So what I want to do is actually get my cursor up to where I want it to read aloud to me. So I'm going to go back into my message body. I pressed Escape, and I'm going to press Control-Shift-Home. Two misspelled. Press no, just Control-Home. I misspelled. Got to get. Great. And I'm going to turn the screen reader back off again, since we're using Read Aloud as an Outlook feature, not as a screen reader feature. So let's go ahead and turn off Narrator. Exiting Narrator. And we'll run Read Aloud. From the, from the ribbon. I'm going to get back up there. There we are there. All right. So I've turned off narrator because if I were going to use a screen reader at the same time as dictate, I want to have my headphones in. So Great. So you should recognize some of that text from stuff that I said just a little bit ago. So this is a great option for being able to speak to your computer. One of the things that I wish I had done was if I had said some punctuation while I was talking, Dictate really gets that right. And it'll capitalize things the way it's supposed to as we get going. One of the other parts that I really like in Outlook that has come up in the last year is something that Fernanda has helped make a reality. So I'd like to let you talk about that. And OK. Thank you, Chris. Um, so the next thing we're going to be talking about is dark mode. So we heard a lot of feedback from our customers who are sensitive to light that they prefer to use Outlook in black theme. However, in black theme today, the reading pane and the compose experience still have a light background. And we hear feedback that that causes fatigue and eye strain for these customers. So as we start rolling out dark mode, users who are in black theme are now going to see their reading pane and their compose experience with a dark background. And they'll still be able to preview messages that they receive and that they send with a light background. So now we're going to switch over to Chris's laptop and show you what dark mode looks like. So if you go to the file menu, App, slow and disable comment and needs attention. And you go down into Office Open, Account. Save Office Account, six of nine, selected, Alt, C Walker at Microsoft. Hyperlink, Account Privacy, Manage Settings, Button, Alt. And go F, to the D, Office, Office theme, theme section. Colorful, combo box, collapsed, Alt. And F, change it D, from colorful to black. Expand colorful, dark, black, three, Office theme, black. Okay, now let's exit out of this menu. Carolyn Schubert. And let's Azure find DevOps. an email. Here we go. So now in the reading pane, you have a, a dark background. Um, there's also an option to preview this message with a light background if you would like to do that. And we have a button that looks like a sun, and it's right next to yeah, the reply, reply all and forward buttons in the reading pane. All right. So So there it is. Now you can preview it with a light background, and you can also toggle to preview it with a dark background. And when you're composing a new email, you'll notice that now the background of that is also dark. So um, if you go down to the Compose Experience, Chris, please, and maybe just type some text in here. Pretend you're going to send me an email. Okay, so let's maybe um, change the highlight of some of this text. Great. Maybe let's highlight it green. Looking forward to the question. We do that. Okay. Text highlight color menu. So I'm gonna pick green. So the second option. Text highlight color bright green two of sixteen. Okay. Those are so different like colors. That. 
Yeah, so um, the colors you're seeing here are the colors that someone with a light background would see. Um, but on your screen, Document you won't board. be able to read it as well with a dark background. So we convert the colors so that you're still able to read the text. And now if I want to preview this message before I send it to make sure that it still looks okay for someone with a light background, I have that same send button from the reading pane up in the message tab in the ribbon. Ribbon tabs, message tab item. So I can press selected. that. Flipboard, paste, split button. Okay, so I pressed Alt to get up to the message, up to the ribbon pane, and then I'm pressing left under the, the message ribbon to Lower get ribbon. over there. Message, dark mode, switch background, button, on. See how this message will look with space. Document for, up. And I can preview and see that it looks okay with the light background, so I feel confident that I can send it and everyone will be able to see it. I really love this feature. I do too. <laughs> Microsoft Outlook .n. Inbox, see Walker. Okay. Um, so now I'm going to turn it back over to Chris to talk about other features that make Outlook more accessible for you. All right. Great. So we have, now we, let's talk about a couple of things. They, they, when I get sent an image, it really is important as a screen reader user to be able to tell what that image is of. And Outlook has introduced a new feature now called Automatic Alt Text. So let's go ahead and see what that's like. I'm going to press Control-N to start a new message. Untitled message, HTML window. Great, and then we're going to tab down CC to the message subject. body. All right, I'm in the message body now, and this is where I want to insert a picture. So let's go ahead and press. I'm Document pressing the keyboard shortcuts that we're used to having before in the simplified ribbon. Your letter might be a little different now, so that is one thing to be aware of. I'm going to press Alt-N to get up to insert. And then I'm going to press P for pictures. It's the fourth item in my ribbon. So if I wanted to press down arrow and arrow over to it, I could do that as well. I'm just going to press P. Illustrations, pictures. Insert picture, file name, combo it. OK, so this opened the insert picture dialog. And I'm going to, I'm in my documents folder right now. So I'm going to back period, up period. by pressing, by, by putting in the path for my desktop. E file name. Great. So here, I'm going to go up now. I'm going to press Shift-Tab. Items view. Enter table items view. 3 by 5. Name. And this brings me up to the list of items that I have inside this folder. So I'm going to press down until I find a picture of a sunflower. Name. Insert picture. Items view. Status. Date, mod date, date modified. Insert picture. Fi items view. Insert picture. OK, I'm just going to type sunflower. Sunflower.jpg. Untitled okay. message, HTML, window. Un Great, so it inserted the picture of the sunflower into the message. And immediately on the left, I saw alt text, a yellow flower. And I'm going to actually take a look at one more thing. What if, so I've got good, I've got a description of this yellow flower, which is fantastic. I'm going to send this to Fernanda. To edit, F -E -R -A -A -A. This is a picture of sunflowers that we grew in our front CC, garden this year. Subject. And while we've been doing our demo, I've had Outlook working in offline mode. I'm going to put us back in online mode because something really neat's going to happen when I do this. So let's go ahead and into send receive. Yes. So Inbox. alt. C send slash receive tab item. Send it. switch ribbons. Lower ribbon. Send. Mark on preferences. And we're going to turn off working offline. Activity to your server. Untitled. Mes untitled. Okay. Message. HTML window. C2 space. I'm going to pull Fernanda back out and put her back in. FRN. Semicolon. CC edit. Subject. So the thing that I'd like to show you is that we now have the ability to prompt people who are sending you mail if they're sending you something that's not accessible and you prefer having accessible content. What it means to prefer accessible content, real quick, I'd like to pause on that. I may prefer accessible content because I have a disability. But I may prefer accessible content for other reasons. I may work with somebody else who prefers accessible content or who needs accessible content, such as alt text on a picture of a sunflower to know that it's a picture of a sunflower. So my, I have the ability to select an option in the Outlook web app, or OA, that will tell me 
and tell a recipient, tell people who are sending me mail that they prefer accessible, or that I prefer accessible content. This is something that's existed for a long time in ONL, for at least a few years. And we've added this mail tip to Outlook for Windows as well. And you see that on my screen right now, and I'm going to tab up to it using the screen reader. CC, edit, to edit, CC, to send, NUI document window. OK. A recipient prefers accessible content. So there it is. A recipient prefers accessible content. This appeared on my screen when I added Fernanda because Fernanda prefers accessible content. It's really important to reinforce that saying, I prefer accessible content is not the same thing as disclosing having a disability. But the really cool part is this part. I'm going to go ahead over to the next one. Review accessibility issues button. With this mail tip that appeared, I got this review accessibility issues button. I'm going to press space to go into that. Accessibility checker. And it opened the accessibility checker. I mentioned task panes earlier, and sometimes we end up with a task pane that opens off to the side. The accessibility checker in opened in a task pane off to the side of my message. Now I'm going to press down arrow to find out what things it has to tell me about. It says there's, a, there's an accessibility issue potentially in my message. So let's take a look at this. Expanded. So I've arrowed down to where it says suggested alternative text. And underneath that, I see picture one. I'm going to arrow down to that. Picture one, suggested alternative text, one of one, collapsed. So we heard collapse. This is a combo box. So I'm going to go ahead and open that Selected. up. Recommended actions, verify description, menu item, menu key D. So let's verify the description on this image that I've added. All text, description, edit box, a yellow flower description automatically generated. All right, so it tells Happy. me there's the, a yellow flower that we saw earlier with this image. And then description automatically generated. We sent the picture up to Bing, and Bing came back and told us this is a picture of a yellow flower. And that's great, but I know a little more than that. So I'm going to go ahead and remove the text that's in here. Description automatic. Selection deleted. Description automatic. So Selection. I've arrowed and shift, used shift and arrow to select everything. And now I'm going to type in my own alt text for this image. So a sunflower in my front yard. So a sunflower in my front yard. And now, the thing that just happened in my message reading pane is that the mail tip went away, and the accessibility checker tells me that there are no more accessibility issues found. So this is a great feature in supporting accessibility and creating accessible content. So see if you've got this setting enabled, and go ahead and turn it on if you don't. Whether you are somebody who has a disability or whether you're somebody who works with disabilities, keeping in mind that 70% of disabilities are invisible. So there's a decent chance that somebody you know could benefit from, have, from you having this feature turned on or just your organization in general turning on this feature. And everybody starts sending more accessible mail, and it makes a little bit of a better world. So those are the things that we wanted to get to talk with you about today on Outlook. And now we'll go back to Chitra and Erica to talk about any questions that you've asked. Great. Thanks, Chris and Fernanda. Uh, we're ready for questions. So if you haven't already sent them in, please email your questions to accwebinars at microsoft.com. Or you can reach out to us on Twitter at msftenable. Um, and make sure to use the hashtag accessibilitywebinar. Thank you. I actually have one question, um, which I want to call out here. Um, so someone asked, um, there's all these new features coming out, which really confuses the users who are blind. Uh, it would be great if Outlook team could find a way to let, let the users know what's coming out and what's being released. Um, so you know, it's, it's not very confusing to the users. So I'm going to take the first path, pass at the response. And then, Chris, if you have any additional resources, feel free to share. Um, so we do have a website, which is aka.ms forward slash accessibility features. Um, I'm actually going to validate and make sure I'm giving the right URL here. Just give me one second. 
That's right. So aka.ms forward slash accessibility features. So uh, we kind of do an update every quarter with the latest and greatest accessibility features that Microsoft is releasing. So if you haven't checked out this website, I would strongly encourage you to go. This is not just specific to Outlook, but we do uh, provide updates for all of the Microsoft, uh, at least most of the popular products that we use. Um, so just definitely take a look at it. Uh, that's a great resource for you. And do you have any additional place where you can share? Yeah, so there's one more thing that we want to make sure you know about in Outlook. When we're going to make a significant change, like this search at the top change, when we introduce that to the world, outside of Insiders Fast, we have a feature called Coming Soon. And Coming Soon lets you try out new experiences that these are going to become the normal, the default mode in a few months. That way you can get accustomed to them and not be at a complete loss or and unable to do your job, which we recognize is very important when that new feature comes out. So you don't have an interruption of work. And it's something you can try out ahead of time and become accustomed to it. And if, there's, if there are any headaches, we hope that we've worked those out before this has gotten to you at this point. But if there are any headaches during the coming, to, coming soon time, we'd love to hear from you so that we can take care of those. I want to be clear, this isn't about giving you a broken feature and hiding it behind our coming soon gateway. This is instead a way where we have really done a lot of validation work and provided what we believe is a good, robust feature to you at this time. And it gives you a chance to become accustomed to it. Cool. Thanks. So we have lots of questions. Um, I'll take the next question here. Um, so the next question is, I use JAWS. And when I press F6, I don't have a reading pain. Yeah. Uh, JAWS will sometimes disable your reading pane for you. And I mentioned that earlier that a lot of screen reader users like to have the reading pane disabled because it's a little faster as you're going through the message list. It makes performance a little bit better. So if your reading pane is turned off, pressing F6 isn't going to get you there. You can press Enter to open the message window if you'd like to leave your current Explorer view the way it is so that the reading pane is hidden. Or if you'd like the reading pane to be displayed, you can go into the View menu and go into under Layout and open up the reading pane. Cool. All right, Great. do you have the next one? Sure. We have a question from Twitter. Would you please tell us more about the Insiders program? Go for it. Great. So the Microsoft Insiders program lets you try out the, er, the, our newest features as early as you're comfortable with. So we ship out a new update to, win, or to Office every month. And you can just get those at the regular rate if you're an Office 365 subscriber. And I do want to be clear when I talk about new features coming out and using coming soon that this is for Office 365 subscribers. Um, if you are an insider, then you, as an Office 365 subscriber, you can get those builds that we sent out earlier. So insiders fast get things, get the newest builds up to a week after we just put in the code. So I'm a software engineer. I write code. I type it in, and I, I submit it. And you can get the newest things that my coworkers and Fernanda, have, Fernanda and other PMs have designed and created for you as early as possible with the insiders fast program. And then we also have insiders slow, which is let me get things a little bit before production does. Let's get those about a month early. And you can see things as early as you like. And you can do that. We have a URL at the end, and I'm blanking on it right now. So take a look at that URL at the end for the Microsoft Insiders program. OK, so we do have, all right, we have another question. Um, how do I turn on the simplified ribbon? That's an easy one. Go for it. Yeah. So for the simplified ribbon, we want to go up to the ribbon. And so we can use Alt or the mouse. And you right click anywhere in the ribbon, or you press Shift F10 anywhere in the ribbon, and arrow down to it's the third item in the menu. It says Use Simplified Ribbon. OK. Do you want to go for the next one? Sure. 
In Windows 7, I used to be able to set the text and colors for Outlook elements. How do I change the font face, size, and background colors in Outlook? Yeah, so today in Outlook, we can change the font face and colors for the message list itself. And actually, let me go and do that real quick. Let's take a look at what that's like. So let me turn back on. Volume, volume level 100. Great. So let's go into the ribbon. We'll press Alt. Ribbon tabs. Exit view tab item. Four or five. Selected. Okay. So I've arrowed over to the view tab, and I'm going to go down and I'm going to look for the current view. Focus drop inbox. Down. Show focus inbox. Current view. Current view. Menu item. Great. So on current view menu item, um, I'm going to open that up. I'm going to press down arrow. No, oh, Alt down arrow. Show as conversations. And I'm going to go into view settings. Conversation message brief view settings. Advanced view settings. Great. This opens the advanced view settings dialog, and I'm going to go down to other settings. Group, sort, filter, other settings, button, other settings dialog. Okay, and I press that and I opened it. It opens the other settings dialog, and in here I can change the column font, the row font to be whatever I need it to be. And I have quite a bit of power to change what it looks like within that setting. We're also working to make it so that this will be an even better experience in the long run where we'll get you the settings that you want. So the text is the way that you need it to be for how you interact with your computer. OK. All right, so the next question, again, on Simplified Ribbon. Um, is the Simplified Ribbon only available in Outlook, or do we have it in Word and other Office applications? Today online, you can have the Simplified Ribbon in any of the online apps, but in Outlook, or sorry, on Windows, on our desktop apps, Outlook is the only one that has the simplified ribbon today. Great. Where can I find keyboard shortcuts for Outlook? So keyboard shortcuts we can get for Outlook from the Accessibility Center, or I press F1 inside of Outlook to go to it that way. So you can go online and find the Office Accessibility Center or F1. Let's do it using F1. And I would just type, if I press F1, it'll open up the help task pane for me. And in there, I can type keyboard shortcuts, and it'll bring me to, to Outlook's, keyboard, Outlook's keyboard shortcuts in the help task pane on the right. So I'm going to type in keyboard shortcuts, and I'll turn on narrator now that I've done that. Inbox, cwalker at microsoft.com, Outlook window. OK, and now link keyboard shortcuts for Outlook. And I can just press Enter in here. Help support page. And this takes me to our keyboard shortcuts for Outlook article. Inside that help pane, I didn't even need to leave Outlook. OK, great. Ready for the next one? OK. All right, so the next question is, um, will dictation not work with a screen reader? Dictation works great with a screen reader. It works best if you've got headphones, though. That way, your microphone doesn't pick up what the, what the screen reader is saying out loud. Cool. Great. We have another question from Twitter. I realize this was not covered, but as a screen reader user that needs to simultaneously use multiple calendars, is it possible to non-visually tell the difference between multiple calendars? So when we're in the calendar module and you've got multiple calendars displaying, we can use F6 to move between those different calendars on the screen. And Outlook and Narrator, or your screen reader of choice, will announce what calendar you're on. OK, all right. Um, I'm going to get this question from the email. Um, do you have any advice uh, for determining when a problem is with the Outlook design versus JAWS? For example, several JAWS users have reported issues with the list of members in a group contact. So to make sure that I, well, I can't ask you more questions because you, you've sent us digitally. Thank you very much for your question. Um, today, I should be able to go into a group contact and arrow down through that list. If, there, if going through that and pressing Alt down once you get to a group isn't working um, to expand that group to its members so you can go through that, um, please do reach out to our Accessibility Answer Desk, or our Disability Answer Desk, and they'll be able to help you get through that particular one. I don't have an answer to that one off the top of my head. And 
if there's something we need to change, we'd love to do that. Okay, cool. And the link for um, getting in touch with the Disability Answer Desk is aka.ms forward slash dad. So feel free to reach out. Um, I do have another question for you. Um, is there a keyboard shortcut for Office Dictate? I don't know of a keyboard shortcut for Office Dictate. So what I would end up doing if I needed to do it quickly is I would use the Tell Me control. So Alt-Q and then type Dictate up there. Gotcha. Okay, great. All right. Do you have the next one? Sure. Can I set the background of my email messages to a light green? Um, yes, you can do that. So um, maybe we can show you. Okay. Let that be. Let's do it. Okay, so if you go into... Azure DevOps notification. Exiting narrator. A new email. Azure N. Um, and then if you um, search for page color. Okay. So Subject. let's Untitled. get key focus down there first, and then we'll search for page color in the in Tell Me. Yes. Q, ribbon tabs, P, A, G, E, space, page, L, O, R. Okay, so I used Alt-Q to get up to page color again. And, and there it is. If you select that, we can see what options there are. And then here you can pick a light green. All right. And we've moved over, just arrowed through the grid of colors. And I've moved over to light green. And I'll select one and press Enter. But we're in dark mode, so I don't see the, the light oh, green. Yeah, so let's, let's go ahead and turn, let's view with a light background. And there's that light green. Yep. OK, Great. I'll take the next question here. Uh, there's lots of questions on email. We'll try to get as much as possible. Um, we have Office 365, but only in the cloud, on institutional computers or Office 2016 Professional. So what version do I need to have for these features that you're showing today? For the newest features that we're showing today, you'll need to have Office 365. And honestly, that is the, that's the version that I'd recommend to anybody, also as a user, just because we're continually giving you new accessibility features in Office 365. Office 2016 is a shipped product, and it only takes updates at this point that are where there was a, a bug that was significant and needed to be fixed. Otherwise, all your new features and, and the good stuff, that's in Office 365. OK, all right. Do you have more? Yes. Uh, I currently use high contrast from Windows, but it has its downfalls. Dark mode is an interesting alternative. It is, being applied to, is it being applied to other Office products? So black theme, if you switch your Outlook into black theme, it'll switch other Office apps into black theme as well. But dark mode right now is only in Outlook. OK, all right, I have the next question. Um, OK, so this user is asking that he or she is using JAWS currently and is struggling with Outlook 365. At times, JAWS is very laggy, especially when replying to a message. Will I have a better performance if I install Outlook on my desktop? I need this for my small business. So do you want me to repeat or are you fine? No, I understand the question. Um, we are aware that there's a bit of a lag sometimes when you're using a screen reader with, with Outlook. And that's actually one of the things that we're actively looking into. Have, if you have a computer that has higher performance, so I don't know the difference between what the specs are on your laptop versus your desktop computer. Um, if your desktop is a significantly more powerful machine, then it is likely that you'll have better performance on your desktop. I pause a little bit, though, because even on fairly modestly powered machines, Outlook is pretty quick. So it, the pauses that we're getting, I'm not positive that moving to a desktop is going to be the, the panacea there. Okay. Do you have another one? Sure. Uh, I cannot find the dark mode in my Outlook. How do I find it? Um, so we're st slowly rolling it out. So you should see it in the next few months or so. So if you don't have it yet, um, it's coming. Is this something they could get on Insiders Fast to get more quickly? Yeah, so if you're on Insiders Slow or Fast, you should have it by default when you switch into Black Theme. Cool, good. So um, this is a question from Debbie. 
Debbie, I'm, looks like you enjoyed this webinar, so thank you. Uh, she probably is asking, could we have additional sessions on calendar options and accessibility? Uh, that's probably the question for me. Uh, search for appointments, book rooms, etc. Love the new search feature. So we have, I think we started this webinar since Jan, and we have webinars lined up until Jan this year. So we've been doing a complete series of webinars. Um, so we we want to wrap it up with two more webinars for this fiscal year, and we will revisit and see what's really needed, and we will conduct webinars as on need basis. But for now, for this year, um, we just have two more coming up. So definitely check out aka.ms forward slash accessibility webinars for more information. Um, so regarding this particular ask, we'll keep that in mind for consideration, and we will revisit in the next year. So keep checking out, um, and we'll also post information online. Um, check out our Sway as features are getting out. That's the best way for you to stay in touch with what's coming up. Okay, how much more time do we have? I think we have time for a few more questions. Okay, we'll take, uh, do you have any questions? I do, Wanna? yes. How do you enable the option that you prefer accessible content? That's a great question. So. This is a setting that exists today in OWA. If you are not used to going into your web browser to get to your Exchange or to your OWA email to your O365 Office account, then you'll want to do it through Outlook. So I'm going to take us inside Outlook right now. If we can switch to my screen, I'm going to press Alt F in my Explorer window, and I'm going to go over to Account Settings. I'm going to tab down to it, and I have a link to where I can access my account on the web. And I'm going to go ahead and press Enter. And then we'll take a look at the settings. I'm going to go ahead and click on the settings gear as soon as it pops up. There we are. So let's go over to our settings, I have a search box inside settings, and I'm just going to type accessible content. It'll bring up a window for me that will allow me to check the box that says I prefer accessible content. And it explains that this is a setting that tells other people to send me accessible content. This is a feature that only works for our enterprise users on Office 365. I neglected to mention that earlier, and that's an important detail. So if you are an individual user, we want to make sure that you understand this isn't available for, say, your Outlook.com account. Um, this is something that would only be available through your business account because of some of the tech that's underlying it. There was something that I wanted to say about the prior question that was asked as well um, about searching for calendar events. With this new search experience that's coming, you'll find it so much easier to find your calendar events. We know with the old search experience, it was very challenging to find an event that you were looking for on your calendar. The new search experience makes that really easy. Cool. OK. All right. So Chris, thank you so much for answering all the questions. I think that's all the time we have today. I see more questions coming up. And Fernando, uh, I got her. <laughs> OK. So if we didn't get to your questions, please contact the Disability Answer Desk. I'm going to give out the URL again. It's aka.ms forward slash dad, D-A-D. Or you can reach out, reach out on Twitter at msftenable. Uh, please use the hashtag accessibilitywebinars. And also tell us how we did, because we really wanted to hear what went well. Um, to learn more about, so I'm going to give you some resources and links. Um, so can check out these websites. It's going to be helpful. To learn more about the Outlook accessibility, um, it, it's aka.ms forward slash office accessibility. It's one word. Again, it's aka.ms forward slash office accessibility. If you want to share any feedback on accessibility features or on future webinar, webinar topics, please go to this website, which is aka.ms forward slash accessibility feedback. We take the feedback very seriously, and we'll make sure that we surface and validate all the feedback that you share with us. So this is a great place to share any feedback that you have. Uh, if you want to get information about the Office Insider, please go to insiders.office.com. It's insiders.office.com. Okay. Great. So after this webinar, you'll be able to use all of your amazing Outlook skills that you learned in the, in the webinar. 
you can look at our webinar schedule and view some archived sessions at aka.ms slash accessibility webinars. Um, and our next webinar is gonna be on November 20th. So please uh, tune in for that to cover SharePoint and OneDrive. Thanks for joining. Main Menu is a program brought to you by the American Council of the Blind and ACB Radio. It airs every Friday evening beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern on ACB Radio Mainstream, repeating various times throughout the week. To listen and access the full schedule, go to acbradio.org mainstream. You can also listen by using ACB Link for Android or iOS, grab it as a podcast, or call 605-475-8130. If you would like to contribute to Main Menu or have comments or suggestions, email mainmenu at acbradio.org. You can also reach us on Twitter at Main Menu. Please note that airing of any content is subject to approval by the Main Menu team. We hope you enjoyed listening. Thank you.